0: And welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we interview local business owners and Maine residents to learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, and how they use their experiences to steer them into the future. My name is Todd Regalinski.
1: And I'm Kimberly Regalinski.
0: And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at KeepItLocalMaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Instagram. The links in the show notes. In this episode, we'll be talking to Corinne Watson from Tiny Homes of Maine.
1: Corinne has been drawing floor plans and sketching home designs on scraps of paper as long as she can remember. She hails from Smyrna, Maine, with small town roots and learned at an early age that grit and determination can get you just about anywhere. The drive spurred her to the first in her family to go to college. She attended the University of Southern Maine and completed a degree in engineering with a concentration in microelectronics. Despite corporate success, she never felt fulfilled climbing the corporate ladder and wanted to merge a passion for design and architecture with her manufacturing background into a purposeful business. Welcome to the show, Corinne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're so glad that you're here. That's so cool just to just to hear in your bio just how you came into this business, and um, you know where you started and kind of where you ended up.
0: Yeah, and the I I, I never I've I've got to be honest I've never heard of microelectronics yeah. as a as a major. So I'm awed by that because it,
1: yeah.
0: it it I'm dumbfounded as to what that even is.
1: What is that? Uh, you
2: have to it's educate basically, us. Basically, you know um has to do with semiconductors and microchips and the circuitry that goes along oh. with that
0: Okay. See, now, now I feel like I've learned something. Yes.
1: I've, I've, we've learned something we've, today. This is good.
0: Yes. Uh, so my first question is, uh, now what exactly is a tiny home? Is there an industry standard definition for that or is there one that you kind of prefer? Sure. Uh, do you go by what's what zoning requires or, or what? how would you define a tiny home? So
2: I'm glad that you asked that because that came up with the state of Maine just last year that They were having a difficult time regulating tiny homes because they had no definition. So we spent nine months working with our local senator and created uh, LD 1981 to define what a tiny home is in Maine law. So Hmm. if anyone looks up LD 1981 entitled 29A, they will find that a tiny home means a living space permanently constructed on a frame or chassis and designed for use as permanent living quarters and then there's a few other Mm -hmm. uh, line items after that like follows ANSI standards does not exceed 400 square feet it can't exceed any dimension allowed for operation on a public highway and is a vehicle Mm -hmm. without motive power so that is the definition.
3: That's so
1: cool. Yeah, that's so cool, and I've seen you know I've seen some of your work that you've done, and it's just it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the the work that you guys do, um, just the craftsmanship, it's just absolutely beautiful. Just to me, it's a work of art it really is um, well, i think
0: it's i to, and this is kind of the two parts of our personality uh, kim kimberly looks at this and and says oh it's there and they are they're gorgeous to look at they're, they're very appealing homes and all that and i look at it from a perspective of oh my gosh the absolute just degree of efficiency mm-hmm. that's necessary mm-hmm. to function in inside of that space and yeah. inside of those constraints and yet still make it appealing to the eye to me is just is kind of mind-blowing that you can pack so much in to a space like that
3: yeah.
2: it is it's, it's, it's so very cool. fun and I always oftentimes describe uh, our tiny homes as a piece of furniture almost or like an an heirloom type of thing that you would pass down to the next generation mm. oh I like that
0: yeah that is cool yeah And it's, I, and I, now when you, how do you, I'm going to go off script already. This is great. Uh, When you, when you start, (laughs) when you start planning these out, how do you, I mean, is there a specific part that you, you start with that you say, okay, well, I know the bed is going to have to go here, or I know that I have certain things that have to go in places, or is it really like you can kind of switch things up? To, you know in any way shape or form within just as long as you stay within that box.
2: Um yes and no. So we do have uh, some design criteria because of the way that the custom trailer is fabricated. So you have the mm-hmm. subfloor and you have the wheel wells that you have to design around and then we we design and engineer our units for our climate here in Northern Maine. So Mm -hmm. those are things we keep in mind too. For instance, we keep the bathroom and the kitchen kind of together to keep that plumbing. So it's not, so it doesn't have to go across the entire tiny home if you had a bathroom on one Mm -hmm. end and the kitchen on the other end. So we keep the design Mm -hmm. in mind to keep all of the plumbing inside the heated space. And a few other things like that for, um, design for harsh climates. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's what we do. I I would guess that not all tiny house companies have that same design criteria. If you live in warmer climates, you
1: don't have to think about those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would make it smart.
0: Although that now you have to worry about, Oh, wait a minute. I bought a Florida tiny home and now I'm in Maine or something like (laughs)
1: that. Yeah. (laughs) That's a real concern. Yep. Yeah. So Uh, you know, I I was wondering, you know, so what, what was the moment or what made you want to start designing and building tiny homes? Was there like a moment that you said, huh, this is what I want to do. Like, what made you want to go, go that route?
2: Um, it's a great question. I get asked a lot and there wasn't like an aha moment. I've always liked small spaces. I grew up in a, in a very small house and it was, cozy mm-hmm. and comfortable mm-hmm. and my family teases me about you know because I just like little nooks and finishing off an attic space or I just like small spaces mm-hmm. so I, I always had that instinct to design and, and decorate small spaces because it's cozy and mm-hmm. comfor- comforting so you know like you like you read in my bio I was always sketching different floor plans because i liked home design and architecture Mm -hmm. so that came around with i actually was interested in in converting a school bus you know how you Mm -hmm. you see that online they call them schoolies Mm -hmm. so it's like a tiny home on a school bus so i was trying to convince Mm -hmm. my family just to do that as a fun side project in our driveway let's buy an old school Mm -hmm. bus and convert it um I had some great memories of my grandfather who had an old school bus as his camp and he would be out there by the wood stove and we'd sit out there. So, you know, it's very nostalgic uh, for that, but I couldn't convince anyone that we should uh, go ahead (laughs) with that project. So um, with keeping the small space in mind, I, you know, I got into following the tiny house movement. And I just thought mm-hmm. it was fascinating to have everything you need in, in a compact living space. And you, know, you can have that in, in a travel trailer or a camper, but to be able mm-hmm. to design it and um, make it feel like a home is what I was interested mm-hmm. in. So it wasn't really starting a business. It was just a project I wanted to do. So my husband mm-hmm. and I bought a trailer and we started designing and researching and building a tiny home in our driveway. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and it it came out really great. And, you know, at the time, I, w- I wasn't feeling the nine-to-five corporate world, you know, as you mm-hmm. drop your kids off at daycare and just it's a time-consuming thing that you're not passionate about. And I'm starting to, you know, think that, I'm feeling my entrepreneurial spirits come through and wanted to express creativity. So all of these things kind of all came together and after mm-hmm. building that one tiny house I thought with my husband and I's skills, I thought that we, we could have a successful business doing that. That's
0: awesome. That's really interesting because I've I've heard from several people who are either artistically inclined or art- entrepreneurial entrepreneurially inclined if that is in fact a word (laughs) if it isn't i'm i'm just gonna roll with it anyways we're just making it up yeah and uh but that idea of always always kind of keep your passions in play always have side projects that you're working on but also be keep an eye on which side projects could turn into your main thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that some of these things that you're you're doing because they're fun could turn into like that's your work now that is your your career your your main passion right now. So I think it's really cool that you were able to to find that and to take something that obviously has been with you for a long time it, since childhood and mm-hmm. and 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 be able to turn that into what you do. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's so cool.
0: Now the now what are actually I'll I'll even change this up a little bit. What are some of the most frequent questions people have about tiny homes and and maybe even what is kind of some of the, the, the sillier or, or really kind of out there questions you've had about tiny homes or, or just what are, what are some of the questions that people ask when they're going through the idea of, of either buying a tiny home or designing a tiny home or the, and kind of getting into that lifestyle? Cause it kind of has to be a lifestyle yeah. really. Mm. I,
2: yes. So, uh, the most frequent question is really easy. It, you know, probably 99% of the people that are contacting us say, I really want to do this, this, you know, for all of these reasons, where do I put a tiny home?
3: Mm.
2: So that's the number one question. And it's the million dollar question because the answer is it depends on which state, which town, which zone within each town. So there's a lot of variables in Mm. placement of tiny homes that gets, can get complicated. So we work with Mm. clients to try to um, help navigate
1: that.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. What I thought was really cool is just looking on your website, um, how it talked about, I mean, so you have tiny homes, but then you guys can also do things like mobile offices, retail space, art studios, vacation kind of cottages. So there's so much more. That you can even do with this. So even now where we're in this, you know, in in COVID, there's a lot of people working from home, right? So if if they didn't want to do a renovation or add on to their house, it sounds like possibly depending on zoning that a tiny home could be, you know, um, a mobile office. Yeah, could be an option depending on zoning you know that that could be an option and i that, I think that's just so cool so if anyone's listening and they need an office you need to call tiny homes in maine yeah. you need to see if you can, can get zoned first but that was so cool just to i'm think just over and here that...
0: smiling because i imagine you you're trying to push me out of the house that's where that's where, I, that's where i'm going with this
1: <laughs> um so todd we're gonna get you a mobile office here in the backyard yeah so, it, so I, I just think that's really cool
2: yeah it, and that's that's even interesting how it's tied into the coronavirus pandemic because our, our business has shifted towards more commercial or, you know, people who are living in or working from home or doing school from home and needing a dedicated space that preferably would be outside of their home. Um, mm-hmm. so I think we're getting a lot more business that, not just people wanting to live in tiny homes but to to work and learn in tiny homes as well Mm. or run businesses out of
1: you know that's that's another
2: thing um a lot of people Mm. don't want to uh, be at the mercy of any pandemic restrictions Mm -hmm. so they're taking that upon themselves to create a a workspace um in a tiny home um that they can on their property
1: somewhere that is so, yeah mm. it's, it's so that's so cool such a great idea
0: yeah and i was i was joking about you trying to push me out but and the, the more yeah. i think about that now like that actually does sound really good like i <laughs> yeah. having my own little like office like out back like under a tree or something mm-hmm. like i yeah. i'm i'm now considering that that's a, that's a fantastic idea that you didn't have that i assumed you had
1: i'd want my own she cave though
0: oh boy here yeah. we go
1: yeah
0: but what what are some of the other questions that, that folks have when they're when they're considering this?
2: Well, people ask, well, does it come with the land? So that's always kind of confusing to me mm-hmm. because I don't. Yeah. Obviously, I guess they think if you buy a tiny home that it must come with land somewhere. Or um, does it come with water? You know, I want it off grid. Does it come with water? So yeah.
0: So they're All asking, right. like, a, if it has its own water tank, or
2: well, I think I think it's unknown. So it's a little bit of awareness and education. Um, yeah, you oh. have to
1: educate people.
2: Yeah, on you know what does off grid mean, and even though you have an onboard freshwater storage tank, you still have to get that water from somewhere. It's not going to magically appear there uh, every week. Right. So it's it's a lot of explaining and educating people on what a tiny house is, what it isn't, where can it go? What are the utilities? How is it hooked up? I mean, it's not really that big of a mystery. Most of the tiny homes that we are building and selling to people are set up much like a mobile home. So you put some you insulate around the bottom, you put some skirting up so it's above freezing underneath the tiny home, even though the floor is insulated you have a water line coming in, and either a gray water line going out, or if you're connecting to sewer, um, that line's going out, and those need to stay above freezing. So mm-hmm. that's much like a yeah. mobile home setup. And then mm-hmm. uh, a smaller portion of tiny homes that we design and build do have onboard storage,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but they still have to be like the fresh water would still need to be filled at a certain frequency, and then your gray water would need to be emptied somewhere somehow at, mm. at some frequency. So that's less mm-hmm. common and that's more like a like a camper
1: is set up.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what are what are some of the challenges that you faced in this business? You started in 2016. Oh boy. It's a 16. long list.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
2: a long list and I was pretty naive starting the business as I'm sure most businesses owners are mm-hmm. because you can never mm-hmm. foresee the issues mm-hmm. but just the regulations and bureaucracy i guess and, and a lot of red tape and i'm um, trying to you know people will say well that's an rv and people aren't allowed to live in rvs or that's a mobile home or it you can't live in, in a tiny home unless it's on a uh, an actual foundation. So just the codes and zoning portion of it, and then all of mm-hmm. the regulatory stuff, like getting VIN numbers and highway safety stuff, and then also um, financing. So that's a huge mm-hmm. piece of it. Not everyone can come up with, you know, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 in cash or more to make a purchase. So what does a bank need for paperwork? Mm-hmm. Um, and to enable people to finance, so we have broken through a lot of those barriers, but there's still a lot left.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, when you when you who are who is really buying these? Is, do you feel are there families? Or are we talking you know mostly kind of couples or singles? Sure. Uh, obviously, for mostly, I'm I'm thinking for living. I, I guess is is where my question is coming from.
2: Yep. So there's kind of a a pre pandemic demographic. And then a demographic Mm -hmm. after COVID struck. So Mm. prior to March, the majority of our clientele are single women in their 50s and 60s looking to retire. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so many people are surprised that it's not young
1: people. So we don't really Mm. see many young people at all. Um, wow! Yeah, that does surprise me. Actually, that because that's what I was thinking. Yep. Nope. I was thinking it was millennials. I think I was thinking for some reason that this would be something millennials, but it's single women, huh? Yep.
2: You know, they have. I assume they have established credit, or they're they're selling their bigger home and have cash to buy, mm-hmm. and they they want a place that they can manage themselves and be independent, mm-hmm. um, and then. Mm-hmm kind of after, you know, in the last six or eight months, it's everybody. Mm, <laughs> so it's yeah. it's young people, it's couples, it's families, it's older people. So anyone that has been impacted by this pandemic who either mm. doesn't have a place to live, can't afford where they live, or are realizing their priorities are shifting and they don't need everything that they have in in their current s- situation and would like to downsize and prioritize their lifestyle moving forward
0: mm. hmm.
2: it's interesting it makes sense yeah
0: yeah because yeah. it also makes me wonder if uh, how much of it is tied to kind of the the minimalization mm. movement which i i think there's always been people who are more into minimalism mm. as a rule but i think there was a you know, with people trying to organize and I only have eight pairs of socks Mm -hmm. and I only keep Mm -hmm. these many books and this and that. And it it seems to me this would be part of that, but I'm sure it's not, it's not all of it. Certainly.
2: No. Mm -hmm. And my opinion and experience talking to hundreds, if not thousands of, of clients interested in tiny homes is just lowering the overhead for their life in case something Mm. changes. So you yeah. know, just less bills, and not having to work so much and have all of your paycheck go to where you're living.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. it just it free, and it's just got to be such a weight lifted for people that uh, fi- you know finally make that decision because you know you're not just at that point you're not just working to live. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're living your life and you're having, ex, you're able to have experiences and, you know, I just got to imagine that it just, it definitely is like, like you said, it is a lifestyle change. It's, it's making a choice to have a lifestyle change. Yes. Hmm.
0: So we've talked about some of the challenges. What would you say has been your business, your biggest success?
1: Well,
2: I mean, I would like to say having that, that law passed LD 1981 I learned a lot in that process. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't have the funds to hire a lobbyist to do this work. So I did it myself. And wow. as frustrating as it was, it was, you know, it, it helped the business because we were shut down prior to that. Um, because the state mm-hmm. had stopped issuing titles, which essentially made, made it so no one could finance tiny homes. Um, mm. So, so obviously it helped us get back on track business-wise, but I think that was just a, a personal success seeing that through yeah. to the end, and it was it was pretty neat going to Augusta. You know, looking back on it was pretty neat, not in the in the moment. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure.
2: Um, it was pretty frustrating, um, but just uh, working with lawmakers and sitting in on the Senate, and then this actually got it just barely got in the last night that the legislature was open because they were going to close due to the pandemic. So they mm-hmm. had a number of COVID related emergency relief bills that they were voting on. And this tiny house bill. Wow. Wow. So, and they were going into, you know, it was like nine 30 or 10 at night. And I was watching the, their live stream just on pins and needles because they were closing. So if this bill yeah. didn't pass and they're still closed, <laughs> I believe, yeah. Right. then we would, I, I don't think we could have recovered, honestly.
1: Wow. Wow. So.
0: That's when you want to, that's when you want to order some coffee for everyone I just there. I got goosebumps. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's just like, yeah, wow. And the timing and then, and then this hits and now it's just like, it sounds like your business has taken off just because of all the different demands. Yeah. And, and,
2: and that was, wow. uh, you know, working with senator mike carpenter just texting and call- i felt like it was in a movie you know texting calling right. and it's going to the senate it's going to the house and then i'm like All right. and i'm watching and wow. he's texting and uh, oh it was nerve-wracking
1: you got to be pretty proud of yourself to do that that's that's absolutely amazing you got to give you i hope you gave yourself a big <laughs> big pat on the back for that
0: <laughs> that must have been a celebration night there. yeah yeah
1: it was <laughs>
2: That's absolutely amazing. I was going to say we were in lockdown, so we celebrated
1: with our family of five because we couldn't go anywhere <laughs> yes. for 30 days. But That's, that's right. That's oh. That's got to be so cool, though. Yeah. But tell us about one of the dreams that you have with Tiny Homes. So I didn't mention this earlier, but another
2: reason I started this business is my frustration over people that sleep outside at night and that our society allows that to happen. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time trying, I'm an engineer by trade, so I want to see the data behind decisions being made. So I Mm -hmm. tried to get to the bottom of why why do we let people sleep outside? I don't understand. Is it Mm -hmm. lack of funds? Is it policy? Somebody tell me. So I met with mm-hmm. several policymakers and director at DHHS, and I, I wanted answers. And it was completely frustrating to see the um, despair and the people that are trying to help and they're, them telling me, I understand your frustration, but but just know, as we are trying to help with this homeless situation, there, is, there are more people against us than for us making mm-hmm. these decisions and policy changes. And it, it just it was just so frustrating to me to, to hear that. So mm-hmm. um, you know and I have three kids and I, I want to lead by example and say, you know this isn't acceptable and we should do mm-hmm. something to help mm-hmm. and if it can't be by policy then let's try to do something ourselves and that's that's really another leg to why I wanted to start this company is to all of the people that are against or aren't in agreement that everyone deserves a home i i want to give people homes and maybe i can grow this business to be profitable enough where i can give away homes to people
1: that need them and that's my dream. That is so cool. That
0: is, that, that is that's inspiring.
1: So inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little choked. <laughs> <out of plastic>. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so cool.
0: Which actually that leads into the next question, which I think Kim has here.
1: So let me ask you this. So who or what inspires you?
2: That's a good question. And my mom inspires me. She is a very cari- caring and compassionate person and she has instilled that in my sisters and I
3: mm.
2: almost to a fault that you want to help people and you're passionate about making sure that everyone's okay you know mm. and she inspires and encourages me when when I get discouraged and and feel like it's just I'm like an ice pick on a glacier, trying to you know help with some of these things. So
1: mm-hmm. it's my mom. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. A little choked up again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm feeling <laughs> emotional today. <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of good stuff, though. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's try and cheer Kim up. Let's talk about something besides business and, and let's talk about what, what is your, your favorite place in Maine or your favorite thing about Maine or, or just, a, a one thing, what place you like to go in Maine?
2: Well, we, it's, it, it's home for me. So right now, um, our home is 65 acres in Oakfield, Maine. And oh, wow. every time that we drive in the driveway, it's like a big hug. So <laughs> my favorite place to be in Maine is home.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that that's taught the, this entire pandemic and and COVID thing has kind of taught me to really appreciate home, to appreciate the when you're able to the, just a, what you have. Yeah, and and that that home is it's not just the house; it's it's just. You know, it is—it's that warm hug that—that that when you're when you come back. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, yes. Corinne, for taking time out of your day and joining us and talking about tiny homes. We really appreciate it. Yes,
3: Absolutely. Um, it,
0: if anybody's interested in in tiny homes or, or building your own tiny home, t- uh, designing your own tiny home, be sure that you check out Tiny Homes of Maine. Uh, we'll put all of their important information, their contact information, website, all of that will be in the show notes. So be sure to contact Corinne, uh, because this this has been fascinating for me to learn mm. about because I've always mm-hmm. I I've I've seen some of the the shows about, about about tiny homes and things i'm like it'd be great to know a little bit more about this uh and i feel like i've learned a lot so uh, yeah. so thank you very much for again for taking your time to be with us
1: yes thank you so much Karen. you're welcome we wish you the best success with your business
0: yes and and your dream as well because yes. that is that is uh, in a in a in a bunch of cool stuff that is the coolest part of it
1: thank you yeah, absolutely